we are a family. And even in this fucked up day and age, that means something. What have I ever done to make you treat me so disrespectfully? If you'd come to me in friendship, then the scum that ruined your daughter would be suffering this very day. And if by chance an honest man like yourself should make enemies, then he would become my enemies. And then they would fear you. Even before I first wandered into the cab stand for an after-school job, I knew I wanted to be a part of them. It was there that I knew that I belonged. I'm gonna make them an awful cab. What do you hear? What do you say? Welcome to a special edition of the Lingus Mafia podcast. I'm Fausti Walnitz, the consigliere of this thing of ours. And today I will be showing you everything you're missing out on when you're not subscribing to our extra ammo feed at patreon.com slash lingusmafia. For just $10 a month, you get access to our boss tier. You get every show in its entirety, which is about an extra 45 minutes per show, where you get our 80s movie reviews, you get our NFL picks and predictions, and then you get all the other nonsense like Greg's news, life hacks, would you rather stuff like that and you also get it two days early you get it tuesday as soon as the podcast is finished being recorded plus you get access to our entire back catalog if you go on itunes or spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast the first 180 or so episodes are unavailable the only way to hear that is you subscribe to patreon.com slash lingus mafia but the biggest selling point is all of our bonus shows. We put out at least one bonus show per week. Sometimes we put two, sometimes there's three. In fact, back in August, we did 32 days of Lingus. This year we reviewed every SummerSlam. So you got a bonus show every day for 32 days. And on this show, I will be playing a sample of just about every show we've released as a bonus show. Now, I'm not exactly calling this our greatest hits because that wouldn't be fair to the people who already subscribe, but I want to give you just a little taste of what you're missing out on. But before we get to that, let me tell you about a new promotion that Patreon now allows us to offer you. You will now have two options on how you'd like to sign up for your membership. You can stay month to month and pay $10 per month, or what they offer now is an annual membership. Now, the advantage of doing an annual membership is you will save 16% off the entire year. All you have to do is pay for the entire year up front. Again, that's 16% off, which comes out to an RCH over $100 for the year versus paying $120 by paying monthly. Now, let's get to the clips. This first clip comes from our one chip challenge. When we launched our Patreon, we said, when we get 20 subscribers, Cav, Greg, and I would eat the hottest chip in the world. When we released this show on the free feed, it cut out right when we bit into the chip. But our Patreon subscribers not only got to hear the whole show in its entirety, but they also got to see it on video, which wasn't a pleasant sight. So I'm not gonna play the entire thing, but here's a, a good sample about five minutes after we ate the chip and you can hear how that hot chip was settling in with our taste buds. Oh my God. Mm. I guess I'm right. The thing is, oh my God. it lingers, it stays. Yeah. Mm. I feel like it starts to go away and then it comes back. It does. It's every time you get. Uh, you can't keep the ice cream in long enough in your mouth. Oh. Uh, oh. Uh, uh, come here, Duchess. You give me a tongue kiss. See if you get a residue. Come here. Come here. No, come here. Mm. Oh, my God. Mm. Oh. That was disgusting. Oh. It's still on my lip. 
Oh, like, milk doesn't even taste like milk. It's just like there's liquid in my mouth. Is your mouth hot from it? And it's still hot from the, the dust. <coughs> Not from you. Mm. You had too much milk in your mouth. Oh. Oh. In five minutes. Oh. Ooh. Oh. 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 <coughs> my mouth is numb. Mm -hmm. Back of my tongue. Oh. Whose idea was this? What are you talking about? Oh. Uh, uh, you guys feel it starting to go down? Mm -mm. A little bit. A little bit, right? It's the back of the tongue that's getting me now. When I start talking, it comes back. Yeah. Mm. Lucky for you, I don't Ooh. talk much on the show. Yeah, my, my, ears, my ears just popped. Oh, now my lips are burning. Oh. Oh. Mm. oh. You don't make this Never. much noise during sex. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> last this long. You. Thank you, Greg. You think That's I fuck Greg? Okay. That's true. Hey, you don't even need to confirm. Get out of this room. Oh. Fuck. Oh. Fuck. God. I'm glad you're all not dead. <laughs> yeah. Not yet. You know, at first, I didn't think it was a big deal. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. horrific off the bat. When you're chewing it, it wasn't a bad... It, it was, was getting hot, it down. But... It was just... The texture of the chip sucked. Big I time. Said. Big time. That it ruined it. What ruined it? It was stale as a fucking oh, eaten cardboard, which did not help. It expired a month ago. Yeah. But I mean, it's, even expire. Who gives a fuck? I mean, shit stays, yeah. you know, but. <sighs> but if it wasn't, you probably would have inhaled some of those particles, and that would have been really painful. Oh, my God. When the air, when the air hits your, t your tongue, that's when it burns. Mm -hmm. oh. I'm going to be quiet for a while. <laughs> oh. Deer helps. Does it actually do? Yeah, I gotta it, try. It cools just like the milk. I'm gonna try the chocolate. Just like the milk does. Oh. Well, Gary, you're about to give me some chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> She's in pain. She's she pain from watching. This next clip comes from a fan favorite show, and that's our Total Bellas review. Longtime listeners of the podcast remember when we used to review Total Divas on the regular show. But on the Patreon feed, Cav and the Duchess sit down and watch Totabellas and then they review it. Here is a clip from a recent show where the Bellas were talking about how they wrote a book and how it took them two and a half years to write it, even though they weren't actually writing it. Enjoy. So this stupid book comes out, they go, uh, and by the way, four copies were sold. Stop um, it. You don't know that. They said it took us five years to write. No, two and a half years, you dummy. Even Pay attention. Word is stupider. Because <laughs> stupider? guess what? They didn't <laughs> fucking write the book. Right. They talked to someone. Okay, but let's Fuck talk about you. it for a minute. The reason they said it took that long is because they were Our rehashing. Idiots? I. They were rehashing a bunch of stuff from their childhood and it was difficult and. Okay, stop. No, really, you're not painting the right picture. That, that took them the two years is going over that story of the rape. She couldn't get through it. It took her a year to, to talk to the I'm fucking sorry. writer. You need to shut your trap right this minute. You don't know what that's like. So oh, shut up. They have a ghost writer. And they're like, Good God. this took us a long time to write. <laughs> oh, my God. They wrote the book. <laughs> Oh 
my God. They, they never picked up a pencil in their fucking life. Oh, my God. Oh, fuck. And listen, they're a bunch of fucking blabbermouths. You tell me they can't talk to this fucking writer? They talk to a psychiatrist, the same goddamn thing. They're sitting there yentering it up, talking and over I, and over. I wasn't there, but I'm just saying what they said, okay? <laughs> True or not, that's what they said. They wrote a book. <laughs> Stop that. You're going to make me laugh at I have a condition. I laugh. <laughs> you need to stop. <laughs> I think we're going to have to edit some of this shit out. <laughs> swollen puss the whole thing you know at a time oh, oh fuck god. oh my god <laughs> we're fucking morons <laughs> oh my god oh my mouth hurts <laughs> Artem and Nikki decide where they're gonna have a kid and they say <laughs> they say it's expensive because if they, they need surgery and she goes I've had a lot of surgeries <laughs> and you looked at me and went what? I go besides what? the boobs I didn't know of any other surgery oh they've got to be plasticed out like a motherfucker what else have they had done? who knows mm. I am sure it's plenty <laughs> I, in fact even with the wrestling stuff she's ripped up shit um, oh okay with her neck injury well, but I'm like sense. listen she's plastic I'm sure she's plenty of things um the Bella's mom calls Nikki to say she read the rape chapter. Let me move on before I get myself in trouble. <laughs> because I was sitting on the couch and when they were going over the rape story and they're, they're talking about the rape and they're crying, I start yelling, talk slower, talk slower. What the fuck? Okay, I'll just say one thing about the rape chapter. I don't understand why the divorce prevented her parents' divorce prevented her from telling her mother. It's these stupid That's fucking odd of to course. Me. She goes, "Oh, you had too much on your plate." Like the girl I didn't was want to a talk teenager, to I mean, so a who a teenager hears so things like that? But whatever. Fucking... Maybe she's truly selfless. <laughs> yeah, she was so. She's like, "I'm gonna take this rape and not put this on <laughs> on my mother's shoulders." Oh my god! And one day I'll tell someone about it <laughs> for two years oh my and get a God. book so you know this rape chapter is also we need something for this book give me something juicy and that's when she goes to this it's not like I need to absolve myself of you know feelings and tell everyone this is what do we have to sell this shit is this is modern day I'm going to Patreon and I'm eating a hot chip tune in <laughs> over there that's exactly what the fuck that is well Cav and the Duchess also review The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Cav thinks this is the most insane show in the world and can't believe how stupid these people really are. And here he is to tell you about it. Let's get into this nonsense uh, that we do call The Bachelor. Um, or Bachelorette, whatever. It's the oh, same right. goddamn show. It's, this time yeah, it's, it? a, it's abroad. It's The Bachelorette this okay. time because we have <laughs> one chick. It's the oldest goat they ever had. And she is 39 years old. Ugh. I have a. I really hate the fact that most of the men 
are like 27, 28, 29. I am telling you that they ask each of these people, what's your preference? And I guarantee it was a whole thing. They ask her, do you want to have kids or not? So if she says no, they're no surprise. And the guy signs up and says, this is what she's looking for. Okay. I think she just said, I don't like bald men. And that was the only way to make sure she didn't get any. They said, how about supermodels for you? <laughs> With a couple nerds thrown into the mix. because that, That's true. Yeah. We'll, we'll tell you who they got here. Okay. Now, this lady's name is Claire. Awful she looked name. a little Kirsten Bellish to me because she got a cross eye. It's <laughs> not cross eye. She looks like uh, Peyton Royce from it's a wrestling. Smile, it's um, and very nice titties. Yeah, very round and perky and big. Round fake tits, not not very big, not I mean, too big. Uh, they're bigger than a handful. Uh, more than a handful, you risk a sprained tongue. I know. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> you. Thank you. Thank uh, you. And the, you're welcome. The preview is always fantastic. Yeah. What we're going to see this season, I don't know. I keep thinking eventually there has to be just a normal boring show. How could there always be a fucking drama fest with these shows? I, I don't get how that's even possible to be. But well, it seemed to be. It, I feel like I'm predicting that she runs off the show and follows Dale. <laughs> that's well, what I predict. Well, I don't know why you like to jump ahead and be spoiler. Um, I can't help myself. Well, we don't even get to these people yet, and you already saying names. <laughs> I apologize. My bad. <laughs> She's worse than Greg. I know everybody. Whatever. Um. Okay. So this chick, they show us that she's been on three different Bachelor shows already, and you know, of course, I'm sure she's fallen in love on every single show and leaves <laughs> sobbing, oh. because you know they're all unequipped for life. <laughs> They're all mentally handicapped. Uh, they're in Palm Springs. They're not this mansion that they have in, in Los Angeles because of COVID. So now they all have to, and, and this started in February, and now they start filming in June because they're all, you know, under quarantine and they have to get swabs in their nose, and they all stay at a resort. So they're in the bubble, as yeah. they like to call it, the bubble. It's quite a bubble. Uh, they show us each guy as they leave home and travel. To this bachelor, this so-called uh, bachelor, um, we find out her dad is dead because she talks to Chris Harrison. Uh, so first of all, my fucking condolences on your dad being dead. Secondly, she could do anything she wants. No, that's the that's the benefit of this. Because yeah, her dad's dead. Thank you. That's the joke. <laughs> When the COVID-19 pandemic hit back in the spring, we decided we didn't want to talk about coronavirus on the regular show because people had enough of that shit in their regular lives. So instead, we made it a bonus show on Patreon. So if people wanted to hear about coronavirus, they could tune in. The first show is Cav, Greg, and myself discussing how the virus had affected our lives. And then after that, it became me and Rob's show, where we talked about it gave updates month to month and we even interviewed some of our lingus mafia family and this next clip comes from april 19th where we interviewed our friend greg also known as the bareback avenger and we were talking about what could dating be like during a pandemic if if baseball started up again would you go to a baseball game tomorrow uh, no way. Hell fucking no. Hell no. I wouldn't do a lot of things tomorrow. I would if I was a single guy, I wouldn't be fucking no chick offline. Say that much. <laughs> Dude, I I brought that up a couple times. I'm like it's like Tinder. Do people still do Tinder right now? Like Yeah, is is, is that happening? Yeah, are people like just randomly going to people's houses and hooking up still? Are you like, just doing Zoom taking fucking. pictures? Taking pictures of your test results back to each other. <laughs> this guy at work, he's an older guy, and he's he's single for like the longest time. He's like, "Yeah, I got a date tonight," and I'm like, "What?" I'm like, "Of all times, you're finally going out on a date." He goes, "Yeah, you know, we've been talking, and you know, I think it's about time we meet." And because uh, I guess I don't know where he met her, but he's like, "We've been facetiming, and she seems like a cool girl, so we're gonna meet up tonight." You know, we're gonna do the social distancing. We're gonna stay six feet apart. Wear a mask, and I go. What's the point? <laughs> yeah, you just Skype. <laughs> yeah, just Skype. Yeah, Zoom, right. Fucking Facetime, whatever. Be comfortable with it yeah. too. That's weird. Yeah, it's not like you're gonna. Oh, you're gonna take her out to the movies? No, you can't do that. You take her out for dinner? No, you can't do that. Yeah. After three dates, I'll delivery? take my mask off. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> That's the new second base. <laughs> oh, bro. When I was this chick, dude, as soon as I got in the car, she fucking showed me her lips. Oh, so hot. Dude, we're already standing three feet apart now. Amazing. Oh, man. Fucking not only this, Greg, but the other Greg's like, hey, three feet, I still got the tip in. <laughs> <laughs> As Rob and I recorded more and more Corona Lingus shows, they slowly became less and less about the coronavirus. So we created a spinoff show called Spit Roasting. And one of the segments is called Philosophizing. And on this particular show, we were philosophizing about ranking gay acts from most gay to least gay. And let's see how that turned out. All right, I want you to rank the four things I'm going to give you. Oh. I want I want you to rank them from 1 to 4. 4 being the least the least gay thing. 1 being the most gay thing. Okay. That you can do. That you can do, right? Okay. The most. So, pretty simple because there's only really two gay things I think you can do. You can do. <laughs> right? It's either suck a dick <laughs> or get fucked. Get or... your dick sucked. Yeah. Take a cock mm-hmm. or give, a give cock. it in the ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's four. You give in, you take in. What say you? Oh, so rank those four. Rank those four. All right. What's the What's the most gayest to the least gayest? Ooh, day? that's tough. Let's see. Hmm. I'm gonna tell you right now. My num My least gayest is getting your dick sucked. I was going to say that, yeah. Right? I, I, was, I knew that was the least. I'm just trying to think, what's the most gay? Is it blowing a dude or putting your dick well, in well, a let's, dude? Let's, let's I'm going to say let's, blowing let's, a dude's the most gay. You think blowing is the most gay? Yeah. Hmm. You don't think taking it is more gay? Hmm. Being penetrated, is, you know what? You know what? The, the, the holiest of holes. It's bro. like 1A and 1B. Yeah, it's it, it, it. You really gotta think about that. So let's take it. The least gay, we we, we you and I are already agree that it's sucking, right? Mm-hmm. Getting it's getting it sucked. Yeah, getting blown. Yeah, you can close your eyes. You're not doing the work. Mm-hmm. It's on them. You can pretend it's a woman. It's a glory hole. Right. <laughs> but eye contact is not acceptable. That takes it to another. Oh level. yeah. Right. That's that's or if that's they have a the, mustache. Yeah. <laughs> that will make it really gay. <laughs> but so number three, would it be giving it to another guy's ass? Is that the third the least? least? Yeah, I think so. Because at least you can humiliate them and yell at them as if they're right. doing something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> It's like you like this, like this. I get. <laughs> Is that what you like? Right. That's what you like. <laughs> so that leaves sucking a dick or getting a dick. Ugh. Those have to be one and two. Mm-hmm. I I think sucking a dick is not as bad as taking a dick. Mm-hmm. I I think. Either, either way, if, if there's I had a dick gun, going inside you. That's the problem. If I, had, if I had a gun to my head and said, you, you're either going to blow or get fucked, uh-huh. I think I would just blow and then bite it off and get blown off. Because anyway. <laughs> at least, no, if, at least no, if you're doing the no sucking, defense. you could probably maybe get it over with faster. Uh, and it won't be as painful. That is true. That is true. It it's be. not as painful. That's you know, it's just as humiliating. Yeah, but it isn't as painful. So yeah, I think you're right. I think taking the dick in your ass is going to be the most gay. Chalk chalk it up as a number one gay thing: getting your dick in the ass. (laughs) So that being said, we now we have these ranking systems in place. (laughs) All right. All right. So we're continuing with the philosophizing uh, portion of this. So there's always there's always the the golden question we ask each other as men, how much money will it take to 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 do something super gay? Which oh, yeah. we established would be getting getting it rammed in the ass. That's uh-huh. the super always amount of money. What's the there's always amount, 
Everybody's got their number, but I'm going to ask you a question, but there's no money involved. Okay. All but right. you're going to get, you're going to get some genie magic if mm-hmm. you do this. <laughs> okay. One, you'll get genie magic. You can have the perfect body, right? Perfect body, perfect mm-hmm. weight. You can even add an inch or two to your cat, right? <laughs> All right. I'll take two. So inches, you're going to, you're going to get perfect health. All right. Your body's going to age 20 years. You're going to get your cholesterols, all that's just going to be fucking perfect, right? Mm-hmm. So you're perfectly sound head to toe physically. And another genie magic thrown your way is you'll become a PGA level golfer. Mm. PGA, better than scratch. Your you're professional type golfer abilities were going to be bestowed on you. Okay. That I can actually play on the tour and then make money? You can do whatever you want. You're going to be a great golfer. And you get the capability for every three years. Again, no money involved. This is just circumstance. Mm -hmm. Every three years, you can snap your finger and one of your favorite sports team wins a championship. (laughs) All right. (laughs) All you got to do. So... They within a three year span and say, okay, this year I'm picking the Niners. Mm-hmm. In three years now, you have a choice of anybody you want of all your major sports. Mm-hmm. You can pick the Niners again. They can try to win it, Sharks. you know, rightfully. Maybe not. You can, but you get to choose. But every three years, one of your teams you can choose. <clears throat> right. Yeah. I'm gonna go back to my notes. Am I guaranteed to live a certain age? Because that's uh. Well, that's you, it, it's you getting all these things you're and you're fucking get hit by a car tomorrow. Yeah, you, Let's say uh, you're, you'll make 80 guaranteed. Okay. You'll make 80 guaranteed after that, you're on your own. Okay. Life catches up to you eventually. Oh, but all you got to do is suck a dick or take a dick. I'm guaranteed to live 80. You're, you're guaranteed. <laughs> is my PGA those... skills good enough that I can still play the senior PGA when I'm 75? You're, make some good money. You're, the, you're, you're a PGA tour. You're, I'm not saying you're going to be the best PGA tour player ever. Hmm. But your your game your okay. game your game puts you on tour as far as your skill level. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying you're Tiger Woods. Yeah. Maybe you're fucking John Daly. I don't know. But it's enough for me. Uh, I can make some money to live comfortably. You could. You could make some money. Ooh you man. You might make a couple million here and there. Mm-hmm. Might get some endorsements. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. Every three years, your Niners can have a Super Bowl ring yeah. under their belt. No it's it's not as satisfying if I snap my fingers and it can happen. You know what I mean? Hey, but you get all the haters off the bat. That is true. <laughs> got the power. The power supreme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, let's all see. Right. I think I'll suck a dick. Now, would you 69 with me so I can get the same deal? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, if I'm going to do it, might as well be somebody I know. <laughs> might as well be together, right? You and I, 69, are way to fucking the PGA Tour, baby. Where do I sign up? Where do I sign up? Uh, where is this genie at? Where's Will Smith? <laughs> and that, my friends, is philosophizing. And let's bow. We can take a bow. We did. On the 4th of July, we released four bonus shows. Cav, Greg, Rob, and myself each released 4th of July playlists. And then we had our Patreon subscribers vote on who had the best show, the worst show, best playlist, worst playlist. No surprise to anybody, Cav won overall. So here is a snippet of Cav show, or should I say, here is a clip from DJ Thick Loads. Happy 4th of July weekend, everybody. Good morning. We got some tunes for you this weekend on the Lingus Mafia Extra Ammo Patreon. I'm DJ Thickloads with ya on a tune for Tuesday on a Friday. I'll be taking you through my playlist, so let's get started with our first song. 
Our first song is Credence Clearwater Fuck the Revival with a tribute to Suit Williams, born on the bayou. As I mentioned earlier, Cav and I released the 32 Days of Lingus, where we reviewed every SummerSlam in a row for 32 days leading up to SummerSlam 2020. Here's a clip from SummerSlam 90 in a match between Mr. Perfect and the Texas Tornado. Now, when we review SummerSlam, we go down each match, but we also like to make it funny and informative. So I think this is a good clip that represents how we review SummerSlam. Uh, Sean Mooney with Mr. Perfect and Bobby Heenan. And then we mm-hmm. get uh, Mean Gene with the Texas Tornado. Um, now we, it's time for a dead person, uh, dead people match where the dead person is the ring announcer, a dead person is the manager, oh. and a dead person is on color commentary. Oh. Um, <laughs> And the dead person is in the match. Uh, two, both, everyone's dead. Let's say that the two combatants are dead. Mr. Perfect and Tornado. Right. <laughs> the manager, <laughs> the ring announcer, and a commentary. Uh, okay. Um, appar- apparently, it was supposed to be Beefcake was supposed to wrestle Mr. Perfect. But this is when he had his parasailing accident boy. on July 4th and broke his face. And First that's why he was- Texas Tornado replaced and then there was a rumor that Davy Boy, another dead guy, huh. was the first choice to replace him. And he had been gone for the company for two years. And like, ah, we'll bring him back. It'll be a big surprise. He's been gone for a couple of years. But he couldn't get his visa issues wow. worked out in time. Jeez, so that's why we got take all. Take my title, Perry please. Von Eric. Yeah. <laughs> and Von Eric was a fucking monster. I mean, he looked apart at least. Yeah. Um, Even I never knew he had one foot. Yeah, I didn't know time. that until forever either um, as a kid. And, yeah. you know, poor fucking beefcake. 88, old Ron Bass cuts him. He yeah. can't go against Honky Tonk. And now this. It's like, jeez, you are <laughs> not made to have a fucking championship here, which yeah. killed me because I was a Mr. Beefcake fan. But um, now I'm a perfect fan at the time. Big yeah. time, I went to Mr. Perfect. This was my guy. And man, this tournament, I go, motherfucker. I was worried. I was nervous. And uh, I hated him because Mr. Perfect was my boyfriend. <laughs> uh, tornado in different color tights than he had in the interview minutes earlier. Oh, I didn't notice that. Completely different outfit. He gets a, he gives his little hmm. speech about, you know, how the tornado rise up into the fucking sky. And then he come at completely different. Like one was fucking neon and the other one was white. That's weird. So yeah. they like recorded that a whole different day. I guess they do it early in the earlier. day, and he goes, eh, "I don't want to change because uh, they were neon yellow." <laughs> <I just forgot. laughs> and you know what's funny is I said that, and I thought it in my mind. I actually have it written down. They were neon yellow, and now they're white in the match. Hmm. Um, and I think this is the reason Mister Perfect has on neon outfit. So maybe uh, that's, somebody listen, told him, "Hey, you change know, your trunks." Yeah, you're a little easier, Mister Perfect. Have senor. Um, and you know, old Carrie Von Eric, he tan and handsome. He wear white. It looked good on tan skin. <laughs> yeah. Um, slingshot f- to Mr. Perfect against the ring post into the claw for a tornado punch mm. that Mr. Perfect spins the opposite <laughs> direction. If you I hit this on you, Botch. oh, I hit you with a right cross and you turn into it when I hit you. That's what yeah. this is. Um, the opposite way. Tornado. New IC champion. Before the NFL season started, Cav put together the history of the NFL. You can hear this show on our free feed. And that's where he went over the entire history of the National Football League. On the Patreon feed, he's been releasing bonus shows for each NFL team. These are highly produced, very informative, and lacking the nonsense you normally hear from our shows 
but here's Cav to tell you more about it, and this clip is from his Miami Dolphins episode. Welcome to the history of your favorite NFL franchise from the Lingus Mafia podcast. I'm Cav Manning. This is where I'll give you the history of each NFL team in existence. Every team will have their own episode to shine, from winning it all, to having fans wear paper bags over their head because they're embarrassed of their team. From teams that ruled a decade, to teams that didn't have enough fans to air on TV in their local markets. Each episode, I'll tell you how the team came to be, how many championships they have, if any, how many retired numbers, and little facts you might not know about each team. So let's get on with the show. This episode, the Miami Dolphins. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, cause we're the Miami Dolphins. To know about the current Miami Dolphins, you're going to have to know about Miami back in the day. The first pro football team in Miami was not the Dolphins. In fact, it was the Seahawks. But not those Seahawks. This was a team of the All-American Football Conference, the AAFC. However, they would only last one season. The next time South Florida would see a pro team would be in 1966. When the AFL was founded in 1959, started play in 1960, one of the founders, Ralph Wilson, wanted his team to be in South Florida, but the city wasn't welcoming to a team at that point. He would take his team to Buffalo to become the Bills, quite a difference from wanting to live in Miami and end up in Buffalo. We wait. There's a snap. There's a kick. It is up. It is. No good! No one missed! In 1965, the AFL would award two men a franchise. One of the men was Joe Robbie, who was a lawyer, and the other was an actor, Danny Thomas. They paid $7.5 million for the rights to an expansion team. Originally, Robbie wanted an established team in Philly. The commission of the AFL told Robbie to try to court Miami due to its weather and growing population and them not having a team there. Once they were set to be in Miami, they had a contest to name the team. 662 people suggested the name the Dolphins. They call him Flipper, Flipper, faster than lightning. Danny Thomas would sell his stake in the team to Joe Robbie right after it was bought. I'm sure not many of you listening knew he was an owner. Hell, I bet most of you listening don't even know who he was. Another one of our more serious shows that is also well produced and very informative is A Night of the Oscars with our own Greg. And here is 1986 and him talking about Out of Africa. Welcome to the Lingus Mafia's Night at the Oscars. I go back in time and reevaluate past winners for Best Picture from the Academy Awards. This year is 1986. In 1986, the winner for Best Picture at the Academy Awards was Out of Africa, produced by Sidney Pollock, also directed by Sidney Pollock, starring Meryl Streep, Robert Redford, and Klaus Maria Brandauer. The movie is loosely based on the autobiographical book written by Karen Blixen. Initially set on being a dairy farmer, the aristocratic Karen Blixen, played by Meryl Streep, travels to Africa to join her husband Broer, played by Klaus Maria Brandauer, who instead spends their money on a coffee plantation. After discovering Broer is unfaithful, Karen develops feelings for Hunter Dennis, played by Robert Redford, but 
realizes he prefers a simplistic lifestyle compared to her upper-class background. The two continue on until a series of events force Karen to choose between her love and personal growth. This movie is basically... She's in a quasi-love triangle, and both men treat her like shit, and her only real love is her farming and the community that she is helping to build. It is pretty non-linear, unexciting, except for the part with the lions attack their camp, and I really don't understand why this one won the Academy Award, except to say that Sidney Pollack was due an Academy Award for his past uh, movies, um, such as Tootsie. However, this is uh, one of the occasions where it was uh, right person, wrong time. Um, he is definitely a legend in the film world. However, this was not one of his best. And speaking of 80s movies, we have our 80s movie of the week. This segment occurs during the NFL offseason. This is part of the regular weekly show that the Freebirds don't normally hear. And each week we let one of our Patreon subscribers pick an 80s movie and then we watch it and we review it. Here is a clip from our review of Patrick Swayze and Roadhouse. So it opens at a roadhouse. And some asshole knocks over a woman on a bar stool. So the bouncer grabs the guy, and Swayze goes over there and says to leave to the guy. He says, okay. Swayze turns his back, and the guy pull out a knife, and he slices him. He says he wants him, and he thinks he could take him, says this punk. Swayze says, okay, we'll, uh, we'll go handle this. We'll go outside. So Swayze and everyone, they go outside. Swayze turn around, walk back in. I said, "That's a fuck. That's slick right there. I like that move." <laughs> he said, "Hey, let's go." He goes, "No, nope, now you're fucked. You're stuck outside. Fuck you. We got you." Uh, a guy who owns a club sees this. He watch over. He look over. See, he looks like he's Nick Fury, right? He look around. He sees what's going on. He says, "Okay." He said, "All right, I'm gonna go offer old Pat a fucking job to come work for him," and he takes it. He modern day, uh, he's a modern day ripped uh, John Taffer, Faust. <laughs> he stole my joke. Thank God, look at that. He goes in at there, the end he of the review, things. I was going to say, this was the best episode of ah. Bar Rescue I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Great minds. I build a house, Faust. What do you do? I hang some pictures. There you go, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what, what Greg does? He sits in that house for free with no rent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Where's the beer at? Yeah. <laughs> He's looking he goes, in the fridge. He goes in my fucking fridge like a cat's fucking wife when she came over for fucking uh, New Year's. First day ever over to my house. Goes into my cabinets and fridge. What do you have to eat? You've got to uh. be fucking kidding me. I said, uh, cat, you can leave now. Uh, Patty goes into this, uh, this bar, and uh, the bouncer is Terry Funk. Yeah. Yeah, so ooh, look at this. Uh, a big brawl starts all cuz someone says um he can you can kiss these titties on this woman for $20. <laughs> he go, "Oh shit, she be pulled down the titties." So here you could play, you know, you want to kiss these. The guy's boyfriend says this. You can kiss these titties for $20. So the guy come over, he go, "Hmm." He start to grope these titties for every squeeze and squeeze. The guy said, "Well, you're going to kiss them." And he goes, I can't. He said, why not? He goes, I don't have $20. So he get away with playing with titties. So all hell break loose, right, fellas? Uh, Patty, the next few days, has a meeting with all the bouncers. And he teaches them how to bounce, Faust. He say, be nice. You have to be yeah. nice to people. Because this is a fucked up bar. Oh, beyond recognition, Just Faust. Fights. It's it so bar. bad that there's a like a house band and they have to have like a cage around the stage yeah, so the people old, don't throw shit. Yeah, that, that old school fucking throwing tomatoes at the cage oh fucking with a guy who is the worst playing a blind guy you've ever seen in your fucking life. A oh guy who God. sees yeah. people walk past him who's blind. Is he supposed to be blind? That's what I said to the girlfriend and she goes, no, he doesn't. What are you talking about? He's completely blind. And I go, are you out of your mind? I go, he fucking plays this horribly, this that's guy. So, well, that's Jeff Healy. He really is a blind guitarist. He's a blues guy. 
and he's really he's been fucking, for years. and he's, <laughs> and I'm like, what a terrible actor. <laughs> uh, my apologies. Uh, first fight that happens, and then we see one of the bouncers uh, fucking someone in the pantry. Having his, oh, I yeah. said, so, I go. This ain't too bad. This ain't too bad of a movie, Faust. I said, I, I you know, I, I said, let me put this in slow motion. That review goes much longer, but I'm gonna cut it off there. I'm just gonna give you a little taste, a little taste. But I will give you a bonus review. Uh, back on episode 300, we reviewed the 80s movies, The Outsiders, and when we were done reviewing the movie, we got a bonus movie review sent in. Check this out. Orleans, it's the cats. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> so anyways, uh, my boy Cav gave me a call last week's man. Asked if, you know, it'd be cool to do some movie reviews with them. You know, get back into the old stuff we used to do, you know what I mean? So I was like, you know what? I'll see what I could do. I'll see, you know, you know, if I had some times. And, and this weekend I did have some times, you know. And plus they did watch this movie that I've seen before called The Outsiders. And I really dug that movies, man. You know, to me that's a classic movie, you know what I mean? So I'm not gonna get into the whole plot of the movies. Cause that's the weddles jobs of dudes, you know what I'm saying? So but I will tell you, you know, the brawl scene at the end, oh man, that's my favorite part of the movie, man. That's one of my favorite part of the movies, man. You know what I'm saying? That just brought back so much fond memories, you know, with the memory lanes and everything. So, anyways, I mean, this movie has a, like a bunch of young cast, man, young, young strapping cast, you know what I'm saying? So you got, you got like C. Thomas Howells in there, you know what I'm saying? You got, you got a Patrick Swayze's up in there, bitch, you know what I'm saying? You got a Tom Cruise's up in there, you know. You got Danny Larusso from Karate Kids, he's up in that bitch, you know. And then you got Molly Ringwalls. She's in there. And then you got a young strapping. You know, I, I was shocked on it. I forgot. You got a young strapping Martin Sheen's up in that bitch. You know what I mean? So so you got a, you know, a lot of good all-star cast. And you got this other dude, man. I, I keep forgetting his names. He goes by Soda Pop Curtis in that movies. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I would call him number twos. You know what I mean? So he's up in there, too, and everything. But so... It's a good movie, man. Out of that movie, I give four shanks out of five. You know what I mean? But that's that's my opinions. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what the boys are going to review. They're pretty kind of hard on reviewing their movies. You know what I'm saying? So, but anyways, that's my opinion. This is the cat movie review for you this week's man, and hopefully we'll see you next week's. Meow, bitch. One of our subscribers we call Canadian Goose. He recommended, well, it wasn't an 80s movie. He wanted us to watch Fateful Findings, which is considered one of the worst movies ever made. And boy, was he right. It just so happened to be the week that Cav and I were with our better halves up at the lake house. And Cav and I started watching the movie together. And about five minutes into the movie, we thought, wow, this movie is so bad. Let's get the recorder out and let's do a watch along mystery science 3000 style so here's a clip from the lake house of cav and i watching fateful findings okay we're back on fateful findings here uh oh that girlfriend of the friend yeah the friend's uh busy with his he's polishing his ferrari again oh yeah, they're gonna she... hear a lot better on this one with the uh, actual sound of the movie she, uh, the girlfriend there Speaking girlfriends, we, ours are gone. Yeah. So we're, oh, there they are out Coming there. Coming back, so we got a little time. We got a little time. <laughs> Take them a little bit to get here. She got a gun. Janie's got a gun. Did we establish if they were married or not? I think it was girlfriend. I'm going to shoot this damn car up full of holes. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, my God, the acting. Oh. <laughs> So she tried to shoot the car and shot him. Amy! Who wasn't even near the car. While uh, our hero, or whatever his name is, just showed up. You? What? Oh, here's the daughter. <laughs> I was oh, like, no blood. So that is her dad. And, oh, oh, there's the blood. <laughs> well, just put a bandage like the other guy, but he don't have that black rock. Anything she says, go call 911. Yeah, I don't. Man, oh, so it's gonna be a suicide. Oh, you better put his hand fingerprints on. Yeah, shit. She's she got her hand all over it. 
Oh, look at oh, the now we got the Now we got something. Because he's shot in the back of the neck, kind of. Look at the juice. He killed himself. He killed himself. What acting is this? Oh, my God. Jim. Jim. Call 911. Jim. Can you hear me? He blew his head off. I, I swear to How God, I've seen porn this? with better Damn. fucking acting, acting editing, producing, <laughs> everything. No, see, I, oh, oh. Jesus. I can't believe you oh. committed suicide. <laughs> now I he's cannot facing. believe you committed suicide. How could you have done this? How oh could you have committed God. suicide? Oh, my God. Now he's thinking about it. He's thinking about his I next line. <laughs> so his hand was in his blood. We've been through... And he like used a knuckle to wipe his lip, and, and the next cut to is his entire face is covered with blood. He's now. Wiping his face. Why would he wipe oh his face with the guy's blood? Goodbye, my friend. Goodbye. Goodbye. How could you have done this? I drove him to suicide. What? I thought she was calling nine one one. Now she's calling the uh, the other girl. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, and now we're <laughs> just, cut right back just to the like guy that. In the he's back now. in his office. That weekend when we recorded that fateful findings, Watch Along, we actually recorded it in two parts. We watched the first half one night and then the rest the second day. But in the middle of that, there's about a half hour, I think, of me and Cav. We went for a walk and we we're just shooting the shit. So that's another thing we also throw on Patreon a lot is just Cav will call me up or we'll be somewhere and we'll just hit record and shoot the shit about whatever's going on. Another example of that is when we go play golf. When we have our usual lingus open, we kind of do a play-by-play and talk about what's going on. But, you know, that could get boring. If you're a hardcore listener, that's awesome. People, Some people actually really enjoy that. But the last time we played golf together, it was more of shooting the shit with golf in the background. So here's a clip of Cav, Rob, and I playing golf and Rob on the golf course sharing a shit story. Robbie, hold on. Walk and tell your shit. Tell your shit story walking, pal. Hey. <laughs> so, when I go out and smoke my joints out my backyard, I got a, a garage in the back, and I got like an alleyway about as wide as this. Okay. Line. So, about six feet wide. Six feet wide. <laughs> six feet wide the I Theater smoke. of the Mind by Rob Jeremy. I, I, uh, <laughs> six feet wide. I smoke my blunts. Well... I, uh, this was like two weeks ago. And look at the texture of how this looks. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, look at the deer. Look at the deer running through. Oh, multiple. How about that? They're all camouflaged. Where are we at? We're up here. Go ahead. So, I'm smoking my blunt. I just got out there. I'm like a quarter into my blunt. And I got to shit really bad. And there's nobody home. I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to shit in the backyard. Oh. Right? <laughs> I got some fucking shop towels. You can't walk inside? I, I was too lazy. Wow. I, got, I, got I piss in a bottle and people give me put shit. Out the blunt. I, I'm like, fuck it. I'll just sit back here and I'll bury it. Anyways, so I squat. And I'm like three feet away from the fence now. Like the parallel here's mm-hmm. wall to the next. So the back end is behind me. And the fence is like right here. I'm squatting. Right where? So. Four feet away. <laughs> okay. Thinking it's gonna go right here. Oh no. oh no. And I go and I shot the fence. Wow. <laughs> I shot the fence, bro. Like most of it you was on the base. You projectile shit? It was projectile shit. Most of it was like on the Steve-o. base. But there was a good three feet of splatter. Wow. Oh. And I was like, fuck, like how do I hide that? <laughs> I had to spend more time to rinse it off. It's like a cannon shot. And okay. it stunk to high fucking hell. <laughs> Not so. to have it to hell any winter. <laughs> so that's my shit story. But I didn't get anything on me. Hey, Rob, I'm going to tell everyone your shit story, and then you're never going to come on the show ever again. Oh, you're going to be upset by it. Rob got four, right? I got yeah, six. I got where are we going? Right there where those people were. Over here? Yeah, I think they were teeing off at the time. That's why I stopped over here. And why is it every time I shit outside, it's always the same color? It's like this brown? reddish oh. brown. It's, it, 
like a red ish brown but yeah like pale. you were trying to build an adobe or something but like every time i clay. shit outside it's always the same color but when i shit in the toilet it has how many times pages. have you shit outside what about that Tell time what wrong? about that time i remember when you were cleaning, cleaning pools, pools and you told me you shat there in somebody's a, yard I was telling my wife that story last week there was a wood line <laughs> and nobody was home and i had to shit and i shat in two people's backyard trying to make sure you know the mic's picking up this is a beautiful mic two swimming pool jobs i shat in people's backyards Oh my God! Yeah. Hire Greg, I mean, him too. Hire Rob for all your swimming pool needs. <laughs> he looks like fucking a uh, guy from Caddyshack or Bill Murray pulling out the cleaning the pool. Looks like a baby okay. Ruth to me. Baby Ruth. Jesus fucking. Yeah, Christ. I didn't expect like watery projectile shit, and it came out. So, so did you not know until you were yeah, finished? It was one of those ones where like it just hit me. But like you didn't know you chat on the. I thought it was all down, gone. man. I thought it was. I knew it was forceful. I was just worried about not getting my clothes. So I was yeah. doing one of these. I must have been too high. I've heard the story where people at campgrounds, the way they shit, they will have a rope connected to a tree all the way back tied to their waist what? so they could lean back and be all the yeah, way fucking, oh. and like this. And the story I heard was the guy's taking a shit yeah. like that. Rope snaps. Yeah. Falls right into the shit. <laughs> that just sounds like an accident waiting to happen. <laughs> True life. During the summer, we had a contest for our Patreon subscribers. All they had to do was submit a show of at least five minutes or so, 15 minutes max, of whatever the hell they wanted to talk about. And then we voted on it, and the winning show got three months of pre-Patreon. Now, Creepy Crutchfield did not win this contest, mainly because his show was too short. However, we did like his show so much because it was so goddamn entertaining and he did so much research, we just thought, man, this is so great. If you want to keep doing this show, feel free to do it, and we'll put it on our Patreon feed. So here's Creepy Crutchfield's Girls of Porn, Where Are They Now? Lingus Mafia podcast family, grab the lube, sit down, and get ready for Creepy Crutchfield's Girls of Porn, Where Are They Now? Welcome, Lingus Mafia podcast family. It's that time again for Creepy Crutchfield's Girls of Porn. Where are they now? Hope everyone is having or had a fun-filled holiday season. I, you know, I hope Santa left you plenty of lube and you know, in your stockings and many, many finely wrapped boxes of vintage VHS pornos. Anyway, I got two girls to talk about today. So let's sit down, grab yourself a cum sock, and have a listen. The first girl... I mean, it's Selena still. Does she even need an introduction? I'm getting all flustered just thinking about how hot she is. Anyway, here's some stats on it. She was born on January 17th, 1961 in Los Angeles, California. Look at all the porn stars. I guess Los Angeles is the mecca of porn in depraved California state. Anyway, under the shoot name of Jacqueline Don Godfrey. That's a... That's not a good name for a porn star. You're going to ask Creepy Crutchfield. Jacqueline Don Godfrey. <laughs> anyway, she's 5'3", 114 pounds, 34D, surgically enhanced titties. And she only has one tattoo, which I like. It's some cherries right above her pussy. Feel Creepy Crutchfield. I don't like a, I don't like a tatted up porn girl. I like my porn girls to be one or two little ones. That's fine. You know, none of this fucking stupid sleeve bullshit with goddamn... Colorful bird, look at the goddamn arm, look like a motherfucking jungle. I don't know why you want to look at that shit. Anyway, well, she, she did porn. She did gymnastics and ballet for 12 years. And, uh, you know, it's good, it's good practice for getting in the porno. You bend them into them positions. And uh, she went to community college. So, <laughs> shout out to the community college gang out there. Just to show you, if you don't get a four-year degree, you can get a two-year degree. You can still do anything you want to, include hardcore pornography. Anyway, she became an executive secretary and computer programmer. You know, I wonder how she got that job, guys. You know, poor girls. I don't know who's listening. Anyway, she told this dude on an interview for Batteries Not Including, which is a magazine they had back in the day. It was a pretty, like, fucking weird magazine. They did porno interviews and all kind of weird shit. I don't know. I mean, don't collect magazines, fucking, for God's sakes. I've been, been one of that rabbit hole, but you know, if you ever see anything like that, it's pretty cool to check out. Anyway, she said she was bored and always dated conservative men. 
And when she was about 23, she said she felt like life was passing me by, which is like goddamn fatal fast words for any, last words for anybody to fix them before they do something stupid. I mean, doing porn stupid, but God bless them a little. And uh, she was, said she was reading the paper and saw an ad for Centerfold. She thought, ah, you know what? I'm good looking. I can probably do that. So she called some dude named Mike Rick, who was an agent. Then she went for an interview. Of course she got the job. It's fucking Celine still. I mean, she's good looking. So, I mean, duh. I mean, so her first job, she had to dress up in some lady panels and put pigtails in her hair. They took pictures of her in this nude layout on a trampoline. for some kind of, She said some kind of masturbation magazine, which I popped for that. What, you know, hey, what is that creepy question? Don't, don't, don't worry about it. It's just a masturbation mag I'm looking at. Anyway, she also said her father was an alcoholic and he used to tell me I was ugly, unattractive, and stupid. So, fuck you. She turned out good looking. Pretty smart. I mean, she went for that two year degree after all. And I thought, well, I'll show him. I got in the magazines and it got her confidence back. It was like proving to myself that I could do it, she said. I wasn't ugly. And, you know, that's what she said. So this goes to show you, if anybody out there is having kids or has kids, if you have girls, one thing I've learned, just only done two, three, maybe like four girls, five girls, don't fuck with them. They'll end up being porn stars. I mean, it's a 100% chance. You tell your daughter she's ugly, she's going to suck some dick on tape somewhere. I mean, it's, it's, it's going to fucking happen. She's going to be doing OnlyFans at least. But anyway, so after some dude modeling and dancing... And then she said she got some nice titty implants right there. That's when she said she got done. She started doing some work for Hustler, which led her to getting noticed by John Leslie. Do your homework. I don't talk about John Leslie. Anyway, she was approached by modeling at a CES show in Vegas about doing some porno. She's like, ah. She said I wasn't really into it, but then she ended up calling back and said, you know what? I'll do one and see what it's like. So, you know, that's, you know, that's my kind of girl. I mean. But actually, you know, I mean, do it, see what you like. That's what I always try to tell the girls. They say, hey, you want to suck Creepy's dick? And no. Like, well, maybe you like it. Do it, do it. But anyway, I better shut up. So our first movie is John Leslie's, John Leslie's 1988, I Hate to See You Go. It's a great porn, by the way. You should look it up. Our first scene was with Mark Wallace, and our second scene was Joey Silva. I always thought it was Silver, but it's Joey Sil Silva. She later said that I wasn't attracted to Mark. And she had to pretend that Mark was Joey while she was fucking, which, I mean, I hope poor old Joey, I hope poor old Mark didn't have to read that. That'd be a little downer to the old confidence. But anyway, I can't, who gives a fuck? He got to fuck a thousand women. And she went on to do 40 films after that, which is not really a lot compared to some of the other girls, you know, two, three hundred films. And she noted... She's noted as retired in 1996 of the release of the slit-licking masterpiece, Girls of Dykes Manor. <laughs> now, a creepy ain't gonna lie to you. I've never seen Girls of Dykes Manor. I, just, I never saw it. If I saw that fucking sitting around somewhere, I'd definitely pick it up from the name alone, Girls of Dykes Manor. But an interview from 2002, she said she had a retirement party after filming the 1994 Sorority Sex Kittens 2, which is another pretty good slit liquor if you know if you like that kind of shit which god knows i do i don't think i can top the phrase slit liquor so let's just end the show right there i hope you enjoyed what was just a taste of what you're missing out on at patreon.com slash lingus mafia again just ten dollars a month to subscribe and hear all of our bonus shows all of our shows in its entirety all the back catalog and I didn't even get into some of the other bonuses we throw out there, such as for our NFL picks, we did uh, a survivor pool and we let all of our Patreon subscribers get in for free and we gave $300 away to the winner. So once again, go to patreon.com slash Lingus Mafia and subscribe for just $10 a month or our new annual membership, which again, will save you 16% versus paying month to month. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Lingus Mafia. And if you're not already, subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you listen to your podcast. And while you're there, leave us a review. It would help us out a lot. Thanks for listening. I'm Fausti Walnuts, and I hope you become a part of this thing of ours. 
over at patreon.com slash lingusmafia. Yes, sir, Mr. Walnuts. We would be honored if you would join us. See you next Tuesday. Someday soon, you're going to have families of your own. And if you're lucky, you'll remember the little moments like this. That were good. Cheers. <laughs>